I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, Hawkeye fans, for another edition of the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast. Um, I am your host, Rob Howe, publisher of Hawkeye Nation. And once again, we are joined by uh, an Iowa recruiting commitment, a member of the 2020 class, uh, defensive back from Mobile, Alabama, Reginald Bracey. Uh, you go by Reggie, Reggie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I do go by Reggie. Okay. Um, so. Just don't call him late for dinner. That's an old dad joke, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So um, before we dive into some of the, uh, you know, the football-related things and the Hawkeye talk and, and history and things like that, I think it's always good to start these things, uh, you know, at this time in our lives when we're going through, uh, you know, a, a tough time uh, as, a, as a world, in the world, as a nation. Um, how are, are things in Alabama with uh, the, the virus, and, and how are things kind of in your daily life right now? Oh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The world has literally turned upside down. Um, so out of Alabama, the city I live in, we have the worst, um, like, corona cases. Um, so it's they're very strict down here. We have a curfew, and, like, most of the things are closed. Now, lately, they've kind of been – opening things back up as we're trying to go back to normal, but there's still a lot of restrictions. So right now my daily life has definitely changed, but that just gives me more time to, you know, like focus on myself and prepare for college um, and things like that. How are things going for you academically, Reggie? What kind of setup do you guys have there with the school system uh, and, you know, finishing up your senior year? Right. So when we initially got out, we were think we the so I go to a private school, so we don't necessarily have to follow the rules of, you know, I guess the public school right away. Sure. So at first we and we have our own computers, so we. We started online school, and we had video chats with our teachers once a week, um, each class once a week. So we were doing online schooling all the way until the first of this month. So I actually just got out of school last Friday, 
And so that's that's how we did school. And we, we still had tests and things and homework. We just all did it virtually. So you're a high school graduate now? Yes, I am. I am. How's that feel? Oh, that feels awesome. And actually, they scheduled our graduation for June 20th. So I go to a small private school. So they've done it to like where they can meet all the requirements if we have it at the football stadium. And that's for June 20th. Now, our move-in date is June 12th. Right. But I I have talked to the um, coaches and um, some of the faculty, and it should be no problem for me to come back down for graduation. So I'll be – I'll come up to Iowa City for like a week, and then I'm already going to be coming back home. Yeah, let's hope that uh, those move-in dates hold and we can get back to normal here. But who knows? We, I think we just – the best thing to do is kind of just – at least the way I approach it is I just take it day-to-day, man, and just try to – Yeah, day-to-day. Yeah, just kind of, you know, instead of looking ahead and be disappointed about things that may or may not happen, I just try to take it day-to-day. But that's me on my soapbox, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you probably uh, – um, weren't able to um, fit, you know, not probably, you weren't able to finish your high school the way, you know, most people have in the past. Um, that had to be somewhat disappointing to, to have to learn virtually and not being around your classmates as you, you know, have gone through school with them for all these years. Or were there any th- other things that you kind of missed out on that were a bummer? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of like, um, like, you know, just, simple things like prom um and we have a lot of like traditions towards the end of the school year you know just things that when when you're older you're gonna look back on and like other people might talk about like senior skip day things like that mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know you you have to look at the good the good in the situation so I just looked at it as you know I'm gonna be taking some college classes online so I can just help use this to help me prepare for that gotcha um, do you know who you're going to room with yet when you get to Iowa? Yes. So my roommate is Brendan, the cornerback, um, commit from Michigan. Okay. That's right. I did a podcast with him and I think he mentioned that. So, uh, secondary coming together, right? Right. Right. <laughs> that's my uh, boy. What, um, and I'm kind of skipping around here, but what what kind of relationship do you have with guys coming in in the class? And how have uh, I know you guys have a group tra- chat? How have uh, a group text message? Wh- how has that kind of helped you guys get connected? Um, it it has really. I think that was a great idea. Um, it has really helped us, like as far as like accountability. Like, not necessarily. I won't. Like, let's just say me and my roommate Brendan, like. So Brendan works out at 10 o'clock every day. So I like send him a text, like, you know, just, you know, what you're doing, making sure he's working. And he'll FaceTime me every day around 530 when I work out. And just like small things like that, you know, just simple texts, like everybody getting that work in today, things like that, just accountability. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to go in there just as a class and be strong so we don't, you know, you're only as good as your weakest link. And with us coming in as freshmen, we are you know, just expected to be the weakest link. So if we're better as a group, then the whole team is better. It sounds like you guys are all kind of wired the same, where, you know, you are accountable and you are 
responsible. Do you get that feel with, with your group that you guys are uh, hard workers? Yes, I actually do. So, like, with me coming from a, you know, just a, at a regular high school team and, like, now going into a college team, that is one of the things I've – now, I don't know if it's like this for all colleges, but that, that is one of the biggest changes about how everybody is strong, you know, how everybody's a leader and everybody's accountable. And, you you know, we – I I hate to – I don't know if this is like a bragging thing, but I really just don't see any slackers in our class this year, and I, I'm very proud of that. And that, that also goes – um credit to the coaching staff for recruiting these guys um like I just don't see any slackers and I'm glad that we have a class like that facts are facts man it ain't bragging (laughs) you know the facts are that that uh they recruit a certain type of player and um you know that's what they go for so I don't think it's uh I don't think it's bragging at all I think you guys are are a good uh, class and a good group that are on the same page. And I think that will help you guys through this pandemic that uh, you guys are self-motivated and uh, can be accountable. So good deal with that. Is, is, um, has football always been your first love from an athletic standpoint, Reggie? Yes. Um, Lord, football has always been my first love. Um, I kind of like, so I was the first, my, my dad has four brothers and he's the oldest, and my dad and my mom had me, like, at a fairly young age, so um, they took me, one of my uncles um, took me out there on the football field at age three, just, like, playing around, you know, joking, saying, you're going to play football, and I started, I started, I couldn't, you, down here, you can't play until you're four, so I was just practicing on the four-year-old's team at age three, Mm -hmm. and I started playing at age four. Wow. Yeah. I've been playing this game for a while. Do you have memories of that, Reggie? What it, you know, when you were four years old and playing the game? Uh, no, I don't have any memories, but they tell me stories all the time. Like, my uncles just swear up and down that my first play was a touchdown. So, um, I would love to, like, I have videos. Um, I have a couple recordings, like, of game footage from, like, when I was, like, maybe eight seven or eight but none from four and I really just wish to see when I was that little <laughs> um so were, were you a one sport guy or did you branch out did you play other sports as well um yes yeah, so football and baseball my mom I don't know it was just something about baseball with my mom um she like in order because I wanted baseball was fun but it just got to age where I didn't want to play it anymore my mom was like, well, you can't play football if you don't play baseball. So she forced me to play baseball every year. And then, like, towards middle school, my friends, they played basketball. So, like, I went out there. But football was always my true love. And then in high school, I also ran track. So it was football and track. My mom finally let me let go of baseball because it was the same time as track season in high school. Yeah. Uh, so when you got to high school is when you stopped playing baseball? Right. Okay. And did you – were you on the track team and the football team throughout all your four years? Yes, sir. So for – well, of course, senior year because we didn't have a track season. But. Yeah. What uh, what events did you participate in track-wise? Track – so I, I was a jumper. Uh, um, did long jump, high jump, and then I ran the 400, but not, like, as open on the football four team. Yeah, 400s are crazy, man. Yeah, they are crazy. I don't know why. I 
enjoyed that. I have no idea why I enjoyed that. Um, so did you always, were you always successful in football? Did you feel like you always kind of stood out as you were, as you were growing up, as you were getting older? And, and when did you get, when, when are you guys able to start playing tackle football in Alabama? So we play, we play tackle from the start. So I've been playing really? tackle since I was four. Wow. Um, so in the park league, I've always, from all the way until, let's see, sixth grade, I've always, you know, kind of been the, I guess, cream of the crop, like in my age group. And then we have this, this football player. He plays for the Panthers now. No, he plays for the Bills now. His name, he's from our city. He came down and made a, a travel youth team. So, of course, all the all-stars, like, in my age group all joined this one team, and we became a travel team. And that was definitely, like, the best experience of my football career um, besides high school. Like, just in the park elites, that was amazing. Um, hopefully that's what college feels like because every weekend we were hopping on a bus in the same sweatsuits, and it was just an awesome experience. And then middle school, um, I don't really know what happened. Middle school, I was still, you know, one of the top guys on my team, but I kind of, like, hit a stalling point. And my um, mom took me to this trainer guy my seventh grade year. Um, it was just this old, weird guy. I love him to death. This old, weird guy. And I would go to him every Saturday morning, like, from seventh grade all the way until 11th grade. And I my game, like, going into high school, going into middle school, I was probably the third best player on my team. But going into high school, I just – especially like freshman year, it, I just took a turn and you can tell that I was excelling above my class. So that's, I guess, when I can tell, I noticed like, okay, you know, I can really do something with this. Um, it's definitely freshman year. Freshman year, I played a little bit, but then we had some injuries at running back towards the end of the season. And the last game of the season, coach decided to put me in and I scored two touchdowns. Then the first game of the playoffs, I scored three touchdowns. And the second game of the playoffs, I scored two again. So it was, like, definitely the playoffs of my freshman year is when I realized, like, okay, I'm I'm actually good at this sport. And that's back when I played running back. Yeah, you kind of led me into my next question. What what Coming up, what, what positions did you play kind of through the years? Right. So I was always a running back. Um, that's what everybody knows me down here as a running back um, until my sophomore year. That was the first game. I, um, my sophomore year is my, it was my first year starting varsity and I played like an outside linebacker, um, strong safety type, like nickel star. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I made that switch my ninth grade going into my 10th grade year, that spring and summer was my first year playing DB, but I was always a running back. When what at what point did you realize that um, your, your future um, or or your position in college would be defensive back? Mm. Ooh, that's hard. Um, so my sophomore year we won state, and the playoffs were going into the playoffs. We had to play a lot of up north teams who had some really good receiving cores, and when my coach like 
just, you know, going into the game, speaking personnel. I think it was our either second or third game in the playoffs. We played this team called Demopolis. They had this really short, speedy, shifty guy. And Coach um, told me at the beginning of the week going into film study that I would be following him wherever he goes. Coach was basically like, if he goes to the bathroom, <laughs> I want you standing right outside the stall. So um, that's when I realized, like, okay, Coach really believes in me. Um, still being young as a sophomore, I was like, Coach really believes in me. And my my DB coach, he believed in me so much, and he always, you know, now not at practice. At practice, I would feel like I wasn't doing anything right. <laughs> but on Friday nights, um, he definitely um, praised me. So I definitely feel like, okay, I'm I'm good at this position, and I could I can make hopefully I can play college at this position. That'll prepare you for Coach Parker. Um, yeah. you, you you'll feel like you're not doing anything right and then uh <laughs> then he'll pat you on the back so it sounds like there's some similarities there who uh, before I forget we move on who was the 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 player from your town that came back to start the club team that played with the Bills uh his name is Captain Mullivan okay he played um he played for South Carolina and then he played for the Panthers for a long time then he signed a three-year contract with the Vikings, and now he's with the Bills. Gotcha. But we were the Mobile Panthers, so back when he was on the Panthers, that's when he made the travel team. Gotcha. So, Reggie, when uh, when did you kind of get a feeling, or when did it become, like, a, more of a reality? I mean, I know you guys dream of playing college football, and, and that's what you're working towards, but when did you realize that, it was probably going to happen for you. When, when did school start to show interest in you? And when did you realize that you would have that opportunity? Okay. So I, um, I attend a private school down here, which is very known for sending players off. So as an eighth grader watching their spring practices and seeing coach college coaches literally line their sales around our practice field, um, <laughs> Then ninth grade, seeing the same thing. And definitely, like, if St. Paul isn't known for the uh, quarterbacks, like sending quarterbacks to college, it's definitely DBs. So um, always having, you know, a guy in front of me that was just so much better than me and somebody I can look up to. And then I think my sophomore going into my junior year, I still had a DB in front of me who is now, you know, a starter at Ole Miss. He was a senior my junior year. Um, that is when I started getting college attention. And, like, just that was when I realized, um, like, I can actually do this. And and just receiving the college attention was definitely a dream come true. Just watching the other guys all my years. And then finally, like, when college coaches started, you know, coming to me, going into Coach Matt's office with me, it was just a, definitely a different experience. At the risk of maybe leaving some names out, why don't you let the listeners know some of the quarterbacks and other players that have come through your high school program that they may recognize? Oh, oh man. Like, um, A.J. McCarron, everybody knows him. The quarterback for Alabama's multiple national championships. Um, Jake Coker won a national championship with Bama. Um, let's see some more. Mark Barron. He just – they went to the Super Bowl, but they lost two years ago for the Rams. He plays for the Rams. Um, let's see who else may y'all recognize. Chevis Jackson. Mm-hmm. 
He, he won the national championship with the LSU Tigers. And then we have a lot of guys now in college. So we have a lot of guys in college now, which are um, – we just – Bryce Huff, he just signed this year. He didn't get drafted, but he just signed this year. And then um, we have multiple guys like Jalen Armour Davis. He's playing for Bama now. These are all DBs that I'm about to name. Um, Tamarius Smith plays for Memphis. A.J. Finley is the starting safety at Ole Miss. Jalen Armour Davis is the third corner at Bama. Let's see, any other DBs that I can think of right now? No, and then in my class, we signed two DBs, me, of course, and then Julian Little, who's playing at um, – Clark Atlanta, which is the HBCU down here. Gotcha. What's it? Um, what does that legacy and that uh, kind of pipeline do for you guys, Reggie? To to um, is it motivation? I mean, to be one of those guys, to be one of the guys that 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 gets into that pipeline, it's got to help to to be able to see other guys making. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely motivation and. It, it's it's a big – my mom used to say to me, you know, you're only as good as the company you keep. Mm-hmm. And, like, with me just going to school with these guys every day, like, you know, it's it's definitely motivation because you see how they're being treated. You see, like – I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons – this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The, that's the life you want, and you see them living it. So, you know, it just makes you strive even harder. And they, they didn't just get there because they fell out of a tree like, they're working too. So, you know, just as the people before them said, come on, little bro, hop in the car with me. We're about to go work out. They do the same to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now so now I have the Jalen Armour Davises of the world who's playing at Bama now saying, you know, come come hop in the car with me, Reggie. We're finna go work out. You know, let's go run some couple extra hills, things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. So tell me about the first time you met Coach Foster and kind of how, how the relationship has grown from there. Okay, so the first time I met Coach Foster, he was actually down there for um, AJ, the safety at Ole Miss. But Coach Foster, AJ was a big running back for us. So um, he was down there recruiting AJ for a running back, and AJ was trying to figure out what he was going to do. He had a couple – yeah, his Ole Miss offer, and then Iowa, and then I think it was one one other school he was looking at. I can't maybe remember right now. And he – that was the first time I met Coach Foster. He came down to speak to AJ, and um, he spoke to me, but it was kind of just like, you know, him getting a feel of, you know, how I looked in person rather than the measurements online and just checking me out. And then um, I think summer going into senior year, maybe the end of junior year, 
um, Coach Mass told me that Iowa actually like was very interested in me, and I've I've been I was talking to Coach Foster every once in a while, and then him and my mom, he wanted to like say hey to my mom one day, so I've I'm in the phone in my room, and I go in there give the phone to my mom. I go back into my room, you know, thinking my mom's gonna call me when she's done. It's like an hour has gone by, like an hour has gone by. And I like forget that I don't even have my phone. So I go back in there, they're still on the phone. Like they were still on the phone. And that's just like, when I realized like, okay, you know, my mom's, she's, she's a huge judge on character. And if she's still on the phone with this guy after an hour, maybe he's legit, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's not, you know, just, because, you know, as a being recruited, you have to realize, like, some people just sell you short sometimes or make not, – not as real as you would want them to be. And so I didn't necessarily know how Coach Foster was. But when my mom, you know, accepted him, then I'm like, okay, this guy's legit. And we def- that's when our relationship just, you know, skyrocketed. And I, I fell in love with that man now. He's, he's awesome. Coach Foster is awesome. What is it about him that uh, that um, that speaks to you? That that kind of helps that connection. Um, definitely his honesty, just off the bat, his honesty, and he's a very funny guy. Well, he likes to think he's funny, um, <laughs> but definitely how just how honest and how real he keeps it with us. Um, that's definitely what I would. I would definitely say was my number one. It's just how honest he is with me and just, he, you know, he's going to keep it real with you rather, you know, maybe it's not the best recruiting pitch that everybody would want to hear, but at the end of the day, I want to hear what's real. You know what I'm saying? And most, most recruits are like that too, that they want to hear what's real. And, and Coach Foster will definitely um, be honest with you. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. Right. All right. <laughs> um, so you had other schools, though, that were in there that you're looking at. What what was it? I mean, talk, talk to me about the process of how Iowa emerged as the school. Okay. So our, our um, high school coach um, encourages, let's use that word, <laughs> encourages us to commit before the senior season. No, just so we can get everything out the way. And um, he, so he sits down with us at the end of our junior year if he thinks that we want to play college football. He sits down with us and, you know, we start narrowing down schools, you know, maybe conference. So we'll narrow down conferences. So at the end of my junior year, um, we narrow down like which conferences that I would like to play for. And of course, he talked to all those schools. Well, he knew which schools in those conferences were interested in me. And then we sat down and we were thinking like, okay, a possible five visits, three officials, which ones would you go on? So over the summer I went on, um, at the very beginning of the summer, I went on a couple visits and then just like, I went on like two visits to SEC schools. And then uh, I will wanted me to come on an official visit. So I, I wasn't really – these were going to be my – and then Indiana had also asked me to come on an official visit. And these were going to be my first official visits because my two to SEC schools, they were unofficial. And so I went – I'm sorry, Reggie, what schools were those? Um, the Auburn, 
I did. I went up there. Now, when I went to Arvin, it was like a, it was a visit, and I also did a workout. Okay. So like a camp, gotcha. and then Georgia. Okay. So I went to those two schools, and um, did a for Georgia. It wasn't a camp, but I did a workout, and um, then I went on officials to. Indiana and Iowa and I fell in love with Iowa City. Um it was different. I fell in love with Iowa City. I fell in love with the coaching staff. Coach Parker. Um I really believe in him. And at that time it just felt like the best fit for me. Um I sat down with my family. Um and my mom was just my mom's big in my life and she she fell in love with Iowa, so I decided that, that was the best place that um that was the best opportunity for me. And ever since then, at first, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little shaky. Um, but I, I I do not regret my decision at all. And I like ever since I committed, I've just grew, fell in love more and more for Iowa. Was distance from home or just being in a different region of the country, was that kind of a hurdle you had to get over? Um, so it was a hurdle. It was a hurdle. But at the same time, it wasn't as big as a hurdle as maybe like other Southern recruits, just because my mom is a travel nurse. So a lot of my life, she hasn't really, you know, she'll be off working. So not, I've, I've kind of gotten custom of not seeing, you know, part of my family for a long time. So that wasn't necessarily the biggest hurdle rather than maybe some other recruits, but it definitely was a hurdle. Like just not being able to just, you know, drive home whenever and something you have to prearrange that I thought about that twice, but it wasn't as big as a hurdle as, you know, maybe some other recruits. How much different? I mean, I think people, at least people's perception is that where you grew up in Alabama and being in the South is obviously a different part, but how much different is where you grew up compared to Iowa city? Cause I, I think people think of Iowa and they're thinking cornfields and yes, yes, know, yes, yes, people on tractors and things like that. But we, we both know Iowa city is a little different. Yes. Um, trust me, nobody, nobody out here has any idea. It's, it's hard to explain to guys. Um, has any idea of what Iowa City is. And I definitely didn't either. So I'm glad I went on the visit. Like, because my perception of Iowa has changed so much. And it's kind of not that much different from, you know, my city I live in now. It's just we kind of have, like, substitutes for things. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as the city part, it's kind of just like my city. It's not the biggest city. Um, we're not the state's capital, so we're not the biggest city, but it's not the smallest either. And, you know, it's a, it's a tight group. I feel like Mobile is like very tight, um, very tight and small group. So it's actually not that different from the city I live in now. So in talking to the, to, to the coaches, Reggie, Coach Parker, and, uh, you know, obviously the defensive coordinator is also your position coach. Um, what kind of what what vision did he kind of sell you on for what you could could be in college and and what do you kind of see for yourself 
in terms of uh, how you fit into what they do defensively? Um, so just we definitely wanted to – one of the things me and my um, head coach want to talk about, we definitely wanted to me to go to a school where I have more opportunities to get on the field not necessarily like how the depth chart was looking rather than seniors, how many people were in front of me. Um, but teams running a defense to where they have that safety position and also the, you know, nickel position that I was playing in high school. So with Coach Parker and his defense, uh, I'm sure you know, we do have two safeties. Um and we also have that nickel position. So I I like – I honestly personally like the hybrid position, the corner – I mean, not the corner, the um, nickel position the most. And I also enjoy being safety. And Coach Parker – and one of, the, one of the most important things to me is, you know, because some colleges have favoritism, I just want to – and Coach Parker, Coach Parker, let me know from the start, the best 11 will be on the field. And that's all you can ask for. You know, that's all you can ask for is the best 11 to be on the field because at the end of the day, I, I believe in myself enough to where I think I can, you know, get to the best 11. So that's all I can ask for um, It's just a chance. So it didn't necessarily sell me on, you know, you're going to play as soon as you get up here. You, you know, you know, things – like college coaches try to sell you, right. like you play your freshman year. That's not necessarily what I want because if I'm not the best 11, then I don't want to be on the field freshman year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I want the best for the team. So it wasn't necessarily selling me on playing time. It was more like just how much he can develop me as a player. And Coach Parker's developmental, like, trait can't be measured. Like, it's – is it's a ridiculous. So just knowing that I'm going to a coach that will put the best 11 on the field and also develop me as a player, um, that's all I can ask for. So I'm glad I'm picked Iowa. So do you see yourself at least initially competing for that cash spot, Reggie? And do you feel like you also have that ability to – fit in at free or, or strong safety if that's your best spot is it kind of are you are you unsure of where you best fit yeah so right now um I am unsure of where I best fit now um I definitely think I have the abilities to play the um cast position where my troop where my position is safety I do think I have the skill set to play that cash position. So if Coach Parker um, says one day, hey, go go get some work in at the cash position, um, I'm going to do. I'm gonna give my all at the cash. If he say, go play DN, I'm going to give my all at DN. So wherever Coach Parker, I definitely trust his ability. And wherever he, lets, wherever he wants me to play um, and feel like I have the best future at, I definitely trust his judgment, and I'll give him my all there. What's your size right now, Reggie? Height and weight. So right now, right now, um, I'm scraping six one, but I'm six foot and now one ninety five. Okay, where do you feel like uh, you can get to comfortably? Uh, obviously, going into with Coach Doyle, you'll have a a great opportunity to build yourself up. Yes. Yeah, so um, I played at the season around 
195. So I definitely think like going into my freshman college season, um, I'm gonna have a lot more muscle. So I don't know how much bigger he's gonna, like how much bigger I'm gonna get, but I've been as high as, you know, 205, mm-hmm. 210 ish, and I've felt good. Um, now that wasn't during the season, but I've been as high as 210. And I think that, I don't know, I'm sure Coach Doy will, you know, with all his experience, will know what I'm probably best playing at. But I feel comfortable now. How much of a selling point was Iowa's history at cornerback, particularly, or not cornerback, for defensive backs, particularly recently? I mean, you just, you can go down the list of guys that have come through this program in the last five or seven years. Right. Um, that that was definitely huge. Um, you want to go to a program who clearly is know what they're doing and has results. Because every, every program can tell you they know what they're doing, but at the end of the day, do you have results? And um, Coach Doyle develops players like no other. Coach Parker develops players like no others. So um, and it's and it's results of that. So that was definitely big, knowing that I can, just like me going into high school, there was results of people going off to college. Mm-hmm. And now it's results of people being developed and going on to the next level um, from Iowa. So that was definitely big for me. What will you, uh, what will you study in college, Reggie? What, what do you think you'll major in? Do you know yet? Oh, that is, that is what mom calls me about every single day. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm going in that as an open major. Um, so I don't really know what I will study, but well, we talk about it every day. I'm making decisions soon, but right now I'm an open major. What are some of your interests or some of the things you may consider? Um, I've, I've been thinking a lot about business. Um, I has a great business school. So I've been thinking about business lately. Yeah. Tippy is, uh, Tippy's up there. Really yeah. good business school. Yeah, um, that kind of leads me into, um, kind of what, what, what other interests do you have away from football? What do you do to kind of, I don't know, relax? Um, to relax. Ooh, let's see. I love, um, well, of course every boy loves playing video games. I like um I'm big down down here. We're big on like well my school my school kinda of developed this trade in me, but I'm big on like, like community service. So like every weekend I do some type of community service. We have a lot of runs down here, like five Ks. So just simple things like that. So to relax, I'll definitely say play video games. I'm a big family guy. So play video games, spend time with my family or um community service. How big is your family? Do you have how many siblings do you have? Um, I have one. I have a little brother and a little sister. So I have one brother, one sister, and I actually have a a, a pretty big family, just like aunties and uncles and cousins. Um, I actually have a pretty big family, and they they're very very supportive. Uh, they're very supportive. So you're feeling like there's going to be people coming up from from Mobile to, to watch you in Iowa City? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, um, what, um, what type of video games do you like to play? Um, Madden and 2K. 
Madden and 2K. <laughs> I, I love Madden. Who do you run with on Madden? The Saints. Um, being down here from from Mobile in New Orleans, only two hours away, I, I grew up a big Saints fan, so the Saints. Gotcha. Um, how about, uh, like, TV shows and, and movies? What, what kind of genres or, or kind of shows you you into in that regard? So I really, like, before this coronavirus, I didn't really have a lot of time to, you know, sit down and watch TV shows and movies. But lately I have, and I've been watching, like, comedies. And I like, like, criminal shows, like criminal justice shows, mm-hmm. like Criminal Minds. Um, so I definitely say Criminal Minds have been like the best show I've watched since Corona time. But before before this, I really haven't watched a lot of shows. I've been watching documentaries, mm-hmm. like Last Dance, things like that. Yeah, I just started. Um, I'm behind. I just got into Last Dance. I think two nights ago. So I'm almost caught up now. And uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. How about like favorite foods and stuff? And what are you probably going to, that's probably going to be one of the big, the biggest differences coming from the South up to, to where your, your Iowa city is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would definitely be one of the biggest differences. Like I was talking to, I was talking to a friend from, um, up there today. Well, not today, like last, last week. And we were just talking about foods and like, Things simple as like grits. I don't know if you know where grits are, but like just you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah my in my in laws are from Texas. Okay, okay. So you have you know things like grits. Like those are gonna be some things I miss. Um, but my favorite foods definitely like seafood, um, gumbo, mm. things like that. Gumbo is definitely seafood gumbo. No, I'm hungry. <laughs> I just had a big big breakfast maybe two hours. Um what what do you I guess, you know, when you uh think about going away and being away from you know your family and going to college, what are, what are some of the things you're looking forward to most? Um looking forward to most. You know, just seeing how I how I manage. Um you know, it's kind of like an experiment to me. Seeing how I um, do by off by myself with them is definitely something I look forward to. Um, I always, you know, used to say I'm a pretty independent guy, you know, can fend for myself. But at the end of the day, this is the real test. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, Reggie, let's hope. I think we're all hoping that uh... – that happens sooner rather than later. Hopefully we can get this season going. Um, we get ourselves in a, a better position here with this virus and uh, get ourselves in, in, in a position where we can have college football back. I think we all, all want that. So uh, really appreciate you joining us for this podcast and, and letting the Hawkeye fans to, to get to know you a little bit and uh, be safe, man. And we look forward to seeing you up here. No problem. I'm looking forward to getting up there. All right, Hawkeye fans, thanks for listening to another Prospect Podcast, this one with Reggie Bracey. And uh, we'll be back again uh, soon with another one of these. And, and, and like I said early on, 
please check out our podcast feed. We have various uh, different podcasts that uh, we think you guys will enjoy. So thanks again, and thanks for listening.